Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Uh, we're glad to have you here with us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that caught me off guard. I was still trying to share the episode when the, uh, when the intro went off. So. Uh, I digress. Anyways, let's get some uh, some early introductions. Uh, we've got our full cast and crew with us. Uh, first and foremost, my uh, fellow dipstick, Mr. Zach Bell. How are you doing tonight, sir? I am fantastic. I want to run all of you off this podcast like Denny Hamlin did Ross Chastain on Sunday. Well, that's a I, that, that's an interesting goal to have, I, I guess. Um. um up next, our resident Florida man, Mr. Uh, Dan Foster. What's uh, going on, guys? Sorry, that was uh, I was I think <laughs> Zach I think Zach thought that I was talking about him. Well, uh, we have two now, so I mean, I know, I know, they're I'm just still, taking over. Like we're just yeah, we can't get rid of them. That's just how Florida works, guys. <laughs> I know, I know. You can't get uh, rid of us no matter how hard you try. All right, Mike, how are you doing this evening? And then we'll get to our other residents. I'm doing pretty good. I'd been doing a heck of a lot better if uh, Kevin Harvick would have managed to hold on to win that race on Sunday. But you know what? Still doing pretty pretty darn good. What's up, Peyton? Yep, our our former producer, Peyton, uh, tuning in. We always appreciate her for for showing in, as well as our buddy, Ryan. Uh, How's it going? Always glad to have Ryan on. and uh, let's go ahead and bring uh, bring Zach back uh, up here, uh, our our new producer. Zach, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good, guys. How's it going? I imagine you're doing pretty well, considering uh, Hendrick just got another another back to back win. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on here in the show, uh, but we're glad to have everybody here, everybody watching, everybody who's a part of this lovely cast and crew that we have. You gentlemen just look so wonderful tonight. Um, that's right. I, I love I love making Zach smile. I very rarely do it. I usually piss him off. So, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, uh, be sure to uh, to have the comments open. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to tune in and share your thoughts as we go along. Uh, and gentlemen, we have uh, some racing to to talk about this past weekend. Um. We have a wonderful, well, I'm not going to say wonderful weekend of racing to talk about. It was, uh, but it was decent, right? Like, how were, how's everyone's uh, overall thoughts about the, the race weekend before we dive really deep into it? What was everyone's thoughts? I thought it was a good weekend. Um, the, the cup race to me was, was pretty exciting for, for Phoenix. I mean, it's, I don't think it's the best track as far as racing, but, uh, I think it was, a, it was a good race overall. Uh, the Xfinity race was not the winner I was expecting personally, but I thought again it was a good race. A new arrow package for the Cup Series that was ended up uh, debuting uh, this past weekend. Uh, yeah, Peyton uh, Blaney finished second, and uh, and that's not wonderful to you. Uh, <laughs> well, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to me because as far as this show goes, uh, I had the highest. Uh, placing finisher out of our pits. So, yeah, we're not going to talk yeah. about that one. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of which, uh, Zach uh, Bell, um, what happened to yours? You were pretty confident about the defending champion, and, and Ryan, you might be upset with me about asking for this, but uh, uh, what happened to Logano? What what happened to him? Uh, you know, um, 
Uh, sometimes it's not about the size of the package, it's how you use it. And uh, Joey Logano did not use this one effectively. It is what it is, man. Uh, um, you know, for a lot of the day, it seems like the Fords are out to lunch, with the exception of, of, of Kevin Harvick, which is to be expected. So, uh, you know, disappointing uh, for Joey Logano. But, I mean, I'm not a Joey Logano fan, so... Unlike Ryan, I just, you know, like take the L on the pick and move on with my life. Ryan dwells on it for a week and, uh, you know, I love him for it, right? I mean, neither of our drivers would, so I'm, I'm stewing as well, but it is what it is. <laughs> we got some fun comments going on. Mr. Loganity, a former former host of, of our show, he's uh, tuning in. We're glad to have you here. Uh, Ryan says Logano was sick. Uh, is is that true? Was Logano sick? I did not know that. Uh Ryan, you can just blame it on me. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'll take the fall. I'll take the fall for Joe Look, honestly, when, you know, Ryan Hill is one of those fans that, like, kind of like you are, Zach, with Denny Hamlin. Um, if you say something about Denny Hamlin, I'm not going to challenge it because I'm I'm relatively certain that you know what you're talking about. Ryan's the Unless it's that he's talented, that. then it's a whole point of the ball game. Well, he's Damn. talented. It just <laughs> – Dang I did some quick search and I don't see anywhere where it says Logano was sick. Uh, well, Dan, 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 get get your head out of your ass. Okay, I understand that We're you're here to up troll a little early tonight, folks. and you don't like Denny Hamlin. But like, come on, like we all have eyes. Like we can, you can see that you can see the on track performance. You can look at the stats. Like we can all come to the agreement that Denny Hamlin is a good race car driver at good the bare guess. minimum. Good yes. Okay. Now, in my opinion, he's the greatest to ever drive for Joe Gibbs Racing. But I know I stand alone. He he will go down as the greatest. He's uh, listen, man. Listen, man. He is Mr. JGR. He is Mr. JGR. Uh, for for my uh, listen, he is the equivalent of Joey Votto to the Reds, Michael Young to the Texas Rangers. Okay, he he might not. Okay, maybe. He might not be the best talent to ever put, put himself in a Joe Gibbs racing car, but he is simply put, he is the franchise. Zach needs to be put in timeout for that. If you say that anybody other than Kyle Busch is Mr. J Joe Gibbs. I, like when I well, think of Joe Gibbs racing, Bush he's not even Mr. the top Joe. three drivers that I think about. Are you kidding? I mean, really, this guy is. Stuart Labonte and Bush are the top three when you think of Joe Gibbs racing. No. Yeah. Nobody thinks of Bobby Labonte. You are wrong. All right. He's we're getting into. Well, kind of like Mike said, we're getting into scuffed up a little Sorry, bit too. Good. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we just need a timeout of, uh, up here. I'll anyway, mute myself. Go ahead. Uh, all right. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. As you can tell, it's going to be a fun episode. Just so you know, Dan and Zach are also going to be the ones going at it and scuffed up tonight. So, you know, just a little preview. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, if you guys are not already, be sure to uh, follow us on all of our socials, our Facebook, our Twitter. We try to keep you up to date uh, as uh, best we can uh, with any upcoming breaking news. We could have some coming this week uh, regarding the Hendrick scenario, so be sure to uh, stay tuned to that. Also, check out our website where we post articles. Uh, I just posted one today about uh, can Kevin Harvick uh, go out on top? So be sure to check that out. Uh, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, gentlemen, it is, uh, it's time for us to get into it here. We're going to uh, get into our race review segment. So, Zach, we're going to say uh, 
we're going to say goodbye to you for a little bit. We're going to bring you back on here a little bit later in the show. <sighs> and we're going to review uh, the racing at Phoenix. I, I love the little banner he got here for us. Um, just give us a little bit more flair here. Um, all right, gentlemen. We had two races, uh, technically three, but we don't cover uh, ARCA news as, as much here. Uh, if we got into all the lower series that were not NASCAR Premier Series, we'd be here all day. Um, so, uh, it would be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> it would be. Hey, we're already pushing an hour and a half as it is uh, most weeks. So, uh, nonetheless, we had two uh, races, uh, Cup and Xfinity. And uh, we're going to start with Cup. We're going to start with the big dogs here. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I we're gonna get into that, Ryan. I completely agree. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for the for the junior motorsports team meeting this weekend. I can imagine that was an interesting one. Um, but nonetheless, we're gonna start out with the Cup race. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, Peyton, we'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that in, in our our private time. Uh, we couldn't play Fortnite in a timely manner. Jeez. priorities, Peyton. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> It just just a little behind the scenes action. When Peyton was our our producer, uh, we actually had a show where she was actually in our private chat behind the scenes, actually asking us about playing Fortnite uh, after the show. So like the entire show. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we still love you, Peyton. Um, anyways, all right, Hendrick, pretty pretty much Hendrick domination uh, for the now second week in a row. Uh, from at and, and Zach, I want to quote your favorite driver, Danny Hamlin, on Action Detrimental uh, earlier today. Two completely separate tracks, um, and and Hamlin kind of quoted it best, where you know he ran third for a portion of that race, and he said that you know they were just Byron and Larson were just lights out faster than everyone else, and then it was just insane. Uh, there was a little stint there at the end where Kevin Harvick was seemed to be the fastest over Larson, and then Byron, you know, he had fallen fallen off a little bit. But man, another Hendrick dominated race. Um, Zach, I want to go to you and get your thoughts on this Cup race. What did you think? Uh, you know, uh, if we're going to keep quoting actions detrimental going into this year, Denny Hamlin said that this might be William Byron's breakout year, and. Uh, so far, Dennis is looking right, right? You know, uh, two for, two out of the last two, two for four. And, you know, Rudy Fugel talked about it in the post-race press conference, and it really makes a lot of sense now that, you know, Joey Logano won his championship last year by winning Las Vegas, getting his time to focus on Phoenix, and then won Phoenix. Fugel talked about that seeming to be the, blue, the blueprint that they want to follow. And lo and behold, um, Hendrick has a one-two day at both of these tracks. And... Uh, you know, Byron, Byron and Larson both look fantastic. And you know, I mean, if you're if you're putting early championship favorites, you know, I think those two have to be at the top of the list and to win it and to get there, right? And and I think that you know this is really like a, the fruits of the labor, based on what I'm hearing out of Hendrick Motorsports. As for the race itself, um, I mean, I thought that it looked like the drivers had a little more. You know, to handle with the with the small spoilers and the you know, 
and the different arrow package. But I mean, it produced a similar result, right? Like, uh, who said it? Jamie McMurray said it last year on Door Bumper Clear. And he said Phoenix hasn't had a good race since 1989. And um, it's had good moments, right? It's had good moments. And I think a lot of those good moments come from where it's positioned uh, on the schedule more than anything else. But uh, to me, I mean, this is for racing. <laughs> it's a damn shame. It's the championship race. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, I, I still don't uh, enjoy the the Phoenix being the championship race. Uh, Dan, we're going to go ahead and get to you since the comment was about you, and, and we'll go ahead. You can respond to that comment and give us your thoughts on the First of all, Peyton, I still don't have a favorite, ma'am. I just – he's a Florida man. So, I mean, yeah, I, I like the guy, but he's not my favorite. As we know, I, I personally do not have a favorite. I enjoy the oh. sport as a whole. So, it's just, you know, I, I'll probably end up with a couple more drivers apparel before the the end of the end of the season but hey it's okay it's fine i don't have to have a favorite um but as far as the race yeah i mean it was it was a a, a good race yes um i i think um the racing's not the best at phoenix i mean i, I feel like across the board everyone would agree with that sentiment um I do not think I do not feel like it would be it should be the championship race i i loved it at homestead personally um, actually, yeah, Peyton, that's another Ross Chastain's little brother. He's going to be starting Xfinity this weekend. Um, but, uh, I mean, it is what it is. NASCAR is going to do what NASCAR is going to do. Um, but I do, I do think that, you know, there are a couple better options for the championship race personally. Um, but overall it was, it was probably the best race I've seen at Phoenix in a long time. I think that's fair. I, I still, you know, as far as the championship track, it's tough, uh, which I don't think, I don't think you're actually advocating for it to be a championship racetrack, but uh, no, by, by any means. Um, personally, I think uh, you and, and Zach have one down in Florida that, that works a lot better as a championship racetrack, but um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Phoenix as a championship racetrack uh, either way. Um, Ryan, I'm still not a fan of the championship coming down to a single race. You know, there's I go back and forth on that one. Um, from a, and I've I've been pretty as far as my opinion on this. Not that anyone asked, um, but you know, I I go back and forth um, from a fan of wanting to see the points and the championship determined in the fairest way possible for the drivers. I like the Winston format. Uh, but from an entertainment standpoint, I can't say I don't enjoy the final four and the elimination style throughout the rounds. So I go back and forth on it. <clears throat> but uh, I'll answer the. I'll, I'll respond to that. Uh, no, hold on. If, if this was <laughs> the the bullcrap we were served as a championship race, I can't get behind it. Um, to me, it's not a legitimate way to crown a champion. You know, all the time. I mean, sometimes the ball bounces the right way and the right guy wins. But, uh, man, I think they've gotten the champion right uh, like one out of the last, like, three years. I mean, look, two out of the last three, maybe Logano, right? Well, I was, like, I, w- I, was counting, I was counting Truex in the, since the playoff format. Yeah, I get that. I guess I just – I don't know. I mean, I feel like at Phoenix you're kind of weirdly more vulnerable to it. And they talked about it on the broadcast. This track has the most overtime restarts or overtime finishes outside of Daytona and Talladega. 
So I, th- I mean, I think NASCAR has a heavy trigger here on, on the cautions, and um, I, I just, you know, here's the thing: I've never seen my driver win a championship. I've seen him lose a championship about a million different ways. Um, none of them sit well with me. But to, to tell me that, you know, if he lost a championship the way that Kevin Harvick lost that race yesterday, uh, I mean, I, I mean, biases aside, like, I mean, if that was a championship race, I mean, I think, I think that's a real disservice to Kevin Harvick. And I think the format, I the format like is entertainment built track to begin with. Yeah. Well, well, the, the, the caution, I mean, in this sense of the race, like I get it's entertainment, but like I'm trying to get entertainment out of the championship to personally like, and have legitimacy. And I think the more entertainment you inject, the more legitimacy, uh, the less legitimacy you get. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we're trying to find game seven moments, but. I will. I will say this uh, in in uh, response to Ryan's argument. I am okay with extending extending the playoffs by two races, making a three race championship round. Zach, you've actually done that for our uh, our PlayStation, our, our NASCAR Heat League, that you are the commissioner of. Um, yeah. How, however, short track, mile and a half, I'm okay with. Not a super speedway, unless the super speedway you're talking about is Auto Club, which obviously we're not because it's it's being torn down. Um, I don't want my champion to be crowned. I think it's it would be just as foolish to uh, to crown a champion on a super speedway in any format, even with a three race format, um, than it would be to. <clears throat> than it would be for uh, just a one race. That's my opinion. But uh, anyways, Harvick had the same opportunity to win as everyone else. Life is fair because it's unfair to everyone. Sports is the same. That's a comment from Logan. Um, I'm not saying it's unfair. I just think it. I mean, I just think it's. I just think it's a, a BS way to crown your champion. I, I just think it's. Um, I mean, I like in the sense of like a one race, like I get it, but I mean, think about how long the NASCAR season is, and like, and um, I don't know, man. I mean, thirty-five weeks to grind your tail off, all for, you know, no offense to Harrison Burton, but a bum in a seat basically right now, and um, to to spin it and NASCAR to go heavy trigger on it. I mean, it should have been a caution. In the end, he was spitting debris, so it should have been a caution. But I mean, I mean. I mean, that's a championship. Harrison Burton literally cost Kevin Harvick a championship. I, I have a question for, for Ryan, actually, in, in response, and then I'll get to you, Dan. Uh, my question for Ryan in, in your response is uh, the stage racing matters in the final round. Would you allow uh, them to carry over their playoff points uh, built up to the final round? Uh, Ooh, that way, man. having the regular season still matter some? I think that would be a fair way. That way your, uh, you know, your higher seeds are still your higher seeds going into that final round if it's three races. Um, but that's just, that's that's my thought. I'm curious to know what Ryan says on that. But while we're waiting for Ryan to respond, Dan, you can uh, go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. Um, us four have kind of grown up watching the sport. We're more purist uh, fans than anything. Um but to gain more fans, we have to change the way we do things because not everyone's going to enjoy a three-hour race with no excitement. 
and still watch every race. Um, so I understand with NASCAR's decision to go to the playoff format and to add the stages and everything else. So I, I'm not going to say I personally am a fan of the one race championship, but I understand it and I get why they're doing it. And I think for us to be able to grow the sport as a whole and gain more fans, that that's probably the best course of action on their part. Um, so that's why I personally agree with it, even though I'm not a fan of it, but I get it and I understand it. And I, you know, I, I, I hesitantly support it. I just think I that like if that. you had better marketing of the sport, then you wouldn't need it. I mean, I, nobody likes the F1 comparison, but think about this. F1 races 90% of the time are boring races. They do a full season long championship. I mean, you can go into seasons where there are multiple races with the champions already determined. I think we're one race into the season. We already know who's winning the F1 title and Max Verstappen. But even then, like, it, people care about and watch that sport because they're invested on everything on the on the outside of the sport. NASCAR fails to create investment on the outside of the sport. So then they have to create investment through the sport by a, a, a point, like a playoff system, because they have no... They don't develop drivers' personalities. They don't market them very well. And they have terrible racing at, at, at these, some of these tracks. Like, I mean, either either they've got to invest in the racing or they've got to invest in their drivers. The drivers are the sport. The drivers sell everything. I mean, we can all be fans of NASCAR, but we're fans of NASCAR originating from a driver right like very few people like initially start as just a nascar thing you know you fall in love with a driver and um i i mean thank god we got in when we did you know we were able to find drivers with personalities and nascar you know let them be but um i mean that's the problem right like come on like we talk about chase Elliott being boring like maybe chase Elliott isn't boring uh, if we actually got to know him, but we really don't know him. We really don't. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's my take. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, I mean, entertainment's important, right? But, like, I mean, that race sucked yesterday, like, flat out. That race was not good. That is not the race that you go and tell your non-NASCAR friend to watch and be like, this is the one, guys. This is it. You know, well, no, but I don't think every race don't. has to be that way. I well, mean, honestly, the the one that I would a modern version of the race that I would tell my friends to watch would be uh, the Ross Chastain Hail Melon incident, and they just banned that. So, <laughs> you see, I, mean, I I have mixed uh, feelings on the topic because on one hand, yes, I think that the championship, like we do need more, but at the same time, like. I don't want to see somebody just absolutely dominate the first two races of the round and win the championship, just walking into the third race already having won it. Then that final race means nothing. Well, you know, that kind of goes back to the whole reason they created this elimination style format in the first place is we had, and, and, you know, very much kudos to the man, but uh, Jimmy Johnson was a big uh, response. Uh, you know, he was responsible for this in the chase era format. Uh, 
because there were times where we just, I mean, he just walked off with a championship and even, even with a 10 race uh, season, more or less at the end, you know, by the time you got to Homestead, he was already the champion. His seventh title in uh, 2016, that was his first win at Homestead because it was the first time he ever had to win at Homestead, yeah. the title. He was just uh, point racing the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, I understand that, but, but, like, here's the thing. If the product is good on the track, this doesn't matter. If the racing is captivating – and like I don't mean like everything's gonna be a barn burner wreck fest, you know, to the line, but like come on man, like we gotta see these guys working that wheel, hacking on the saw all day long, you know, and you just don't see it. You just don't. These cars rarely wreck, these drivers are talented, you know. I mean the drivers are talented, so it, of course like it's gonna be hard for them to wreck, but like I'm telling you, man, there was a time in this sport where the best of the best had hard days behind the wheel and the best of the best in the sport once in a blue moon has a hard day behind the wheel of these race cars. But is, you know? but is that, is that the sport or is that the fact that the teams with the technology have been able to make these cars where fault. they can drive them? It's NASCAR's I, fault. I mean, I, I feel like regardless, you're going to have teams that's going to excel regardless of what the rules are. They're going to get something figured out that nobody else is going to figure out. And they're going to, the, you know, the cream's going to rise to the top no matter what. You know, I want to point out. I'm talking, out, uh, I'm talking this, small blades, big motors, Dan. I, I, big I get motors. it. I was a fan back then. I get it, but it's like, I mean, eventually and they're going to figure NASCAR out. NASCAR and the OEMs. NASCAR and the OEMs changed it. That I'm that gonna, is, uh, I mean, that's my final remark. On it. I know we're like dragging along through this. Yeah, but like, I mean, um, that's my that's my take. Before we before we move on, I want to talk about we did uh, just another. Because Action Detrimental did uh, did talk on this a lot. Denny Hamlin actually talked about it in his episode uh, this week. Is uh, you know, if you look at the data, people talked about you know how boring the race was, and this is the problem that you create with parity. You know, NASCAR says you know we want parity. Uh, if you look at the data, and this is what Denny was referring to, first through like 25th, we're running within like a tenth of each other as far as lap times are concerned. And when you have that, you're not going to have a lot of passing as far as a, you know, as far as in a race, because 20, you're just as, if you're sitting in 17th, you're just as fast as 16th, and 18th is just as fast as you. And there's really, you know, you're going to have to find another way to get around them because, you know, you're running the same, you're running the same lap times pretty much. Um, you're basically going to have to wait for them to make a mistake in front of you or force them into a mistake or just simply move them um, if you're all running roughly the same. And I think that's the issue that we've seen. Yes, on paper, we want parity. On paper, we want to have, you know, we want, you know, front row motorsports to have just as good of a chance of winning as Hendrick Motorsports. But in reality, you know, <laughs> Ryan said I watched a lot of passing yesterday, and that was Logano being passed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say NASCAR should allow them to modify the car's aero mid-race. And on one, I think that would change a lot. On one hand, too, I also agree with tony stewart 
when he said that the definition of racing is not passing. You know, there are two different definitions. But I also don't think that, you know, kind of to Denny Hamlin's point, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to pass. You know, you, you know, there should be, there should be an ability for the fastest car and the best driver to make, to make an impact. And I think that's where NASCAR and even the OEMs, they're having trouble, you know, because they want parity in the sport, but they also, they also want these good races. And I think when you have, you know, this brings up issues, but anyway, we spent roughly 30 minutes talking about that. Um, maybe minus five uh, from when we started the show. Sounds about right. But anyway, that, that was good. That was good. You know, we need to talk about things. When we talk about our cup race reviews, you know, this was something that happened, and we need to talk about the product as well as the result. But uh, before we move on to Xfinity, how about William Byron going back to back? I mean, how – how incredible of a start for the season is he having? Uh, this is before anything's been announced as far as penalties. So under the assumption that, you know, that we have now with William Byron having two wins and already 13 playoff points to start off the season. I mean, he's looking pretty good. What do you guys think about that, about Byron and, and even Larson? I mean, cause both of them been relatively dominant. I mean, I think overall, um, Hendrick is kind of, yeah, no, obviously Chase is out, but I mean, even Josh Berry got the top 10 yesterday. Um, I, I think overall, Hendrick is really kind of, I, I, I want to say hitting its stride a little early. I mean, some seasons they can they can carry it all season long, some seasons they can't, um, but I, I do feel like it might be a little too early in the season to be hitting that, that mid-season stride as you want to hit. Yeah. Kudos to, to Josh Berrios, by the way, for that. Being able to to get a top 10 finish um, in just his second race uh, with Hendrick uh, this season with the Tribe of the Nine. Uh, last week, obviously, he was kind of thrown into a bad situation uh, because it was very last minute. Um, but this week, you know, being able to get a top 10, it really kind of reminded me of Alex Bowman in the 88 when they threw him at uh, you know, at Phoenix, obviously Bowman had a little bit more uh, experienced cup racing than, than Josh Berry does, but, you know, still a very impressive showing. So <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, Ryan Hill, William Byron is off to his typical hot start to the season. Uh, you know, I'm going to say he, uh, he keeps it up and simply Zach, I want to mention, our uh, article that we did for the website about uh, our debate of 23 and 23 or 24 and 24. Uh, in that article, I said that uh, William Byron has slowly stepped his way up. Uh, and my prediction is that he gets final four this year and wins the championship next year. So we'll see if uh, that holds true. Uh, it'd be the only hot take I've had yet. <laughs> I've gotten right this year so far. So, um, Nonetheless, um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, Mike had to step off screen for a quick second, so we're going to remove him. And uh, um, we have had two races happen this past weekend, and while we were talking about the cup, we almost forgot about uh, the other one. 
the Xfinity race, which, in all honesty, was probably the more exciting of the two uh, to watch. Uh, Zach, you've always been really big on Xfinity uh, racing in general. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Xfinity race Saturday? Uh, I thought this was a pretty solid race, you know. I, I you know, typically ask hard. They have an answer to the problems right in front of them if they can't find it. Anyways, back to back to the Xfinity series. Uh, I thought it was a really great race overall. You know, um, uh, Ryan said it. I'd love to be at the JRM team meetings once again. You know, this is our second time this season looking for conflict at Junior Motorsports and uh, or JRM. And uh, I am uh, curious uh, how Dave feels about it. You know, we'll have to listen to the, the download this week to see what he says. But outside of that, congratulations to Sammy Smith. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it's honestly kind of alarming when someone this young wins. It makes me feel old, and I am by no means old. Uh, but I mean, uh, I mean, he makes me feel like I'm about right, you know, ten minutes from going six feet under. But uh, <laughs> put me in a congratulations to him. him and, yeah, like I'm, and, I'm uh, sitting over here like I'm older than Zach. Yeah. What's going on here? Look, I'm the I'm the youngest That's one on I, I'm the youngest one on the team, and I, I just got to be honest. I mean, they said that this kid is still taking like online classes for high school, uh, and He's I started. A senior. Like, I was like, I graduated high school six years ago. <laughs> like. I graduated so, high school 15 years ago, so well, we're not going mean. there. We're <laughs> not going there. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, certainly uh, very impressive. He's the youngest uh, in the Xfinity Series to get a win at Phoenix, so I thought that was really cool. Um, really kind of a breakout performance. He's had some races, uh, a few when he was part-time, last year and even to start out this year where he's looked really good uh but he just hasn't been able to get that win now he's i i'm i'm gonna be honest i think he's got that win and i think he's gonna go get a lot more now um and being able to beat a guy like kyle bush to do it you know that's always it's always super impressive and that's why you know for those who advocate to see kyle bush in the lower series this is why because we appreciate seeing uh uh, we appreciate having that. Uh, Logan said the uh, Trans Am series has a 14-year-old. Yeah, I'm I'm not even getting into that kind of age group. Why? Um. <laughs> can we can we address real quick while we're talking about Kyle Busch, how he absolutely doored his poor teammate Chandler Smith for like <laughs> he no did. reason. He did. I mean, he did. Yeah. And I know Pot and Kettle. Like, if you ask me, if Denny Hamlin deserved to door Ross Chastain. Uh, absolutely right. I mean, actually, you know, consequences of paybacks. I wish you would have done it at the higher stakes, but you know, we mentioned a lot. We mentioned a lot about actions detrimental, and we actually didn't talk about. <laughs> but anyways, I'm I'm coming after Kyle Busch because this kid did nothing wrong, and you have, I mean, this is, gosh, this is these are the types these are types of moments where it makes a guy like me who. Pushes and pushes and pushes for Kyle Bush to be in the series makes me look like an idiot. And I'm not here to be looking like an idiot from Kyle Bush. Uh, that's for sure. So, you know, next time pick on someone your own size, punk. Uh, I mean, don't be picking on your, you know, 18 or 20 year old or whatever teammate that you sit here and spend time developing in the truck series, all to wash him up 
in a race that means a whole heck of a lot more to him than you uh, in the grand scheme of everything. I mean, these races really don't mean too much to Kyle Busch and, I mean, other than good seat time, but, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Did you it's, see who finished fourth there, Zachary? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Riley Herbst, right? It was. It was your buddy Riley Herbst. I mean, look, he can finish fourth. It's not a victory. It's, I mean, good for him. <laughs> oh, Anyways, all right. Well, that He's was our fourth before. <laughs> that was our race review segment, and I've used a you know well over half of our show time to to go over it. But that was fun uh, for a track that has bad racing. We we sure talked about it a lot. Hey, it we is our it. job. It is our job as NASCAR media members, uh, motorsports media members, to uh, to spruce it up here. You know, make it make it worth uh, finding the things that are worth talking about, even in the races that seem to not have as many so um nonetheless we're going to go ahead and move on to our our next segment we've got scuff stories coming up um we have a few things that we're going to talk about um number one first and foremost you guys have heard us allude to this a little bit in the uh in our race review uh nascar confiscated the louvers uh from all four uh hendrick motorsports cars at phoenix uh, not sure what penalties are going to come from that, could come from that. Um, it is being said that we should know by Tuesday or Wednesday um, about that. Um, Denny Hamlin talked about that, and, and if you can't tell, actions detrimental is probably the biggest piece of media I've listened to in the last 24 hours because, uh, I mean, Ryan Hill, throw the book at HMS. Yeah, Um you're damn right, Ryan. Give him the same book that threw at RFK in front row. I'm yeah. It's I mean, plain and simple. It's plain and simple. You cannot modify parts to the next gen car. A hundred points, ten playoff points. Give it to them, baby. All of them. All like four a, of them. Bury like them a, into uh, submission. It'd be like a quarter of a million dollars a piece, too. That would be a. Uh... Do it. Be, that was, they also didn't they also a million take dollars to save Auto Club. Justin Haley. Uh yes, they also took them, uh, from the colleague from the colleague cars. Uh, I believe both of them. Um so uh bury them. Yeah. Yeah. HMS is not the not the only uh not the only team uh uh in trouble here. Sounds like it's but, a Chevrolet uh, problem. I mean I I don't want to call it a certain manufacturer that likes to get in bed with nascar but i mean if they like to get but in yeah bed they with NASCAR, still dominated they the race this, with the correct louvers yeah they <laughs> i mean here's the thing uh i don't care if they dominate this race with or without anything uh nascar needs to be by the books um, the only way the only way to me they don't get penalized and this is from uh jeff look and jordan bianchi i completely agree unless nascar has evidence and i mean evidence that they, you know, Hendrick Motorsports communicated with them and mentioned that they, you know, that they had this issue or whatever, and NASCAR lost it in the junk mail or something, or it flew off the desk and the dog ate the ate the letter. There's no other way that they can get away with this for me without me calling, without me calling, without me calling BS and calling it rigged. I'm sorry, folks. I know that you guys are all Chevy fans, pretty much, and I stand on my Toyota Island. And that's fine. Come for me at Twitter, you know. 
at ZRML98. Come for me in the comments. Come for me in the DMs. It's all good. Hey, whoever has the, the spiciest uh, hate DM to Zach for his opinions, we might post it on the... Uh, as long as it's not like... As long as it's not like... You know, appropriate. To, yeah, Keep it PG-13. <laughs> Keep it rated in R. I don't care what it is. I'll... He loves I, mean, I mean, you can do that. Uh, no, Zach's not. I love. I listen. <laughs> He's not uh, posting on our socials. Yeah, yeah. He can post it on. Listen, he can post it on his. Listen, I, I, I love, love my fans, but I love my haters even more. You guys are fans that have lost your way. Quote Denny Hamlin: "Actions detrimental." I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he just called me a fan. Uh, yeah, Justin is a Justin is a fan who's lost his way. Oh, you know, it's okay. I'm, uh, less, less, less. I may have I lost used my, to... I may have lost my way, but I've actually seen my driver win a championship. So, I have at one point been a Hendrick fan, but I agree. <laughs> Throw the book at him. Start taking a hard stance on people modifying stuff if you're not going to make it legal. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, We'll see what uh, penalties come out from uh, from Phoenix. Hopefully tomorrow, because I'm interested to see. Uh, but it could be Wednesday as well. Uh, for Atlanta, uh, the race coming up, the uh, pit entry will begin at the entry of turn three. They've moved the commitment line uh, from Atlanta. And uh, ultimately, I think this is a good... Uh, Good uh, move for NASCAR to do this. They We talked about it. Daytona and Talladega, they have super speedway style racing. and uh, um, But at Daytona and Talladega, you have this like really long stretch, a front stretch, where you can get down on the apron and slow down before you get to pit road. Uh, Atlanta does not have that because of its mile and a half length. And I, I think having them slow down on the back stretch and get to pit road in the case of a green flag pit stop, which I don't know how much we'll see that anyway, but uh, just for, you know, just in case, I think that's a better strategy anyway. Uh, now we've gotten through uh, those two pieces of news. Who's ready for uh, who's ready for some driver announcements? Because we have got a few of them <laughs> that came out this week. Uh, First and foremost, Josh Berry, he'll be driving the number nine uh, for Hendrick Motorsports at all of the oval races that uh, Chase Elliott is expected to miss. Uh, Chase Elliott is expected to miss six or seven weeks. Um, so uh, whenever, however many oval races he misses, Josh Berry will drive that. However, there is one road course race that he is for sure going to miss. And uh, HMS... Uh, are pulling out the uh, the big guns, uh, as they say for for this one. Uh, Jordan Taylor, IMSA superstar, uh, is going to run Coda um, in the HMS number nine, and he is not alone as far as entries to Coda goes. Uh, Jensen Button, former F1 world champion, is going to pilot the number fifteen for Rick Ware Racing at Coda. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen is coming back to uh, drive the Project 91 car for Coda. Uh, and seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson uh, is currently on the roster for uh, Coda as well in the 84, as well as I've heard Connor Daly in the uh, the Money Team 50 being thrown around. Uh, 
Um, I, I've heard that one be, be thrown around. So we're going to have a lot of, uh, we're going to have a lot of entries. We might actually have, uh, I'm not sure Jordan Taylor and uh, Jensen button are both running chartered cars. So we might still have all of them in the field. Um, I mean, I, I, it's we have, we have 39 entries currently. Okay. So that would be, yeah, that would be. Who's the three non-chartered? Uh, Another the 91. Oh, the 91, the 84, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Connor Daly is with, with Daly. I forgot Daly. Yeah. He's not official oh. yet, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to correct you, Justin. It's Rodney Sandstorm, not Jordan <laughs> Taylor. When he yeah, races right, NASCAR, right, it's Rodney right. Sandstorm. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know what? My, 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 uh, Justin, I think it's time we announce that we are also running at Coda. <laughs> Everybody. Are we, all, like, are we are you well, taking a stint? Cause I'll, I mean, I'll fly down there to watch. Uh, I, um, well, uh, Zach for uh, NY racing, <laughs> running for NY racing in the 44. I hope we're using your credit card for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine's going to bounce. If, I mean, I got for it. that amount, I can't cover it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You get like a home home hometown discount or something? Because I mean, I know you're in Texas. <laughs> no, I've been selling my bigger, few pixels. Like, like, everything's bigger the cost. in Texas. So. Will you be attending Coda, Zach? Are you uh, are no. you going to the Coda no. race this year? You'll be Zach, going, no, to, te- not you'll going, be going to, to Texas. We get, we're uh, getting I, I hope to, uh, to be at Texas the following weekend for IndyCar and the Truck Series. Uh, most likely, will be at Texas in the fall. Um. You know, and uh, no, I'm actually going to Rangers opening day. That is the plan instead this year. So Zach's just going to go to his local Toyota dealership, buy a Camry and just run it stock until it blows up. (laughs) Hey, Logan, hold on. Logan made a good comment. Maybe we can get uh, like uh, uh, the 44 car. Maybe we could like make a deal with them. Run that at Coda. That's what I said. I said I'm running the 44 for NY Racing. That's a, oh well. That's I assumed there was a reason Logan Logan made the comment. But. I mean, I don't know why he wants to leave the 44 alone. I mean, it's not. But uh, yeah. let's just leave it there. But yeah. anyways, all right. We have gone through uh, that. That's pretty much uh, the the scuff stories we have. Also, Peyton alluded to it in in the comments. Uh, Chad Chastain will be making his Xfinity debut. Uh, for in the 91 for DGM. Uh, so that's something to uh, to be note of as well. Um, but we have gone through uh, 40, 48 minutes uh, on air almost already. And uh, it is time for us to get scuffed up. And gentlemen, I hope you guys are ready for this one. Uh, I'm taking a I'm taking a week off uh, here. Uh, Mike, you and I are going to be uh, going to be judges here, as well as our producer Zach, and you and the comments can as well. Um, as as you, if you remember from last week, uh, pretty much all of the scuff team here agreed with me, but the comments all agreed with Zach. So uh, you know, so we wanted to uh, we want to acknowledge uh, your thoughts as well in the comments. So. Uh, uh, this week it's going to be Zach versus Dan, and uh, 
if you guys watched the uh, the commentary of the uh, the Fox broadcast this past Sunday during the Cup race, uh, Mike Joy made some comments uh, in response to some recent uh, frustrations. Some recent frustrations that the uh, uh, NASCAR fan base have had and have shared explicitly on on socials um, about the commercial breaks and uh, going to the last uh, if I could how he said it the uh, the last uh, full full screen uh, on air break commercial break um, uh, yeah it, that kind of rubs some fans the wrong way and uh, we're gonna debate uh, between Dan and Zach, whether we feel like those comments are too far or or not. So, uh, Mike, we're going to get you and I off the screen here, and we're going to let you guys go at it. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you. Uh, three minutes. You've got roughly three minutes, sir. All right. Personally, I, I believe there's a time and place for everything. Um, I don't believe during a live braced broadcast that that should be shared. Um, I know after the Daytona 500, there was some issues and some comments made about, uh, the commercial, the, the, the quantity of commercials, uh, during the race and, and the coverage of the race. Um, but I, I, I think Larry Mack did a better job with it. He handled it off, off the live broadcast, handled it during, you know, NASCAR race day during the week when it was a, you know, a more fan-based show, not a, not a sports-based show as far as a live action, um, and I think just it's it it puts an unprofessional look on the broadcast itself. Mike Joy, I I, I love him. He's one of my favorite broadcasters as far as the uh, his knowledge of the sport and his ability to call the races. Um, but I I just feel like this weekend he was maybe just a little bit off his game, um, and that it was a little bit unprofessional and and petty on my on my opinion. And and yes, you know, like I said, there's a time and place for everything. But overall, you have to know when to hold your tongue and when and when not to. And I think addressing that directly with the way he did with OU keyboard warriors, like, come on, like we we don't need name calling, we don't need any kind of you know unprofessional pettiness level, in my opinion. And I, I just think that there's there's a better place, whether it's on Twitter and a, and, a, and a tweet that's posted online, or like I said with Larry Mack, whenever he addressed it after the Daytona 500 on the weekly shows. Um, but during the, the live race broadcast, no, I don't think that's a time and place. And I think it, it unfortunately puts a bad look on Fox as a whole, not just Mike joy. Um, yes, he was the one who made the comments. Um, but I think overall you reflect who you work with and who you work for. And I think that puts a bad look on Fox. And I know a lot of people, they argue NBC over Fox to begin with. And this is just another thing to add to that list of, pros or cons for one or the other. And, and I, I don't think it's, it's the correct time and place to do so. Um, and I just, I feel like overall um, it would have been best to hold his tongue for that specific comment. And like I said, maybe post it later on on Twitter or have a comment later on in an interview or on one of the weekly shows. Zach, I'm, I'm sure you disagree, bud, but I, I, I yield the floor to you, sir. Of course I disagree, Dan. Oh, Dan. Uh, Mike Joy should be able to roll over this audience as much as he wants. Listen, professionalism be damned. I really don't care. I mean, here's the thing. 
you've got these no nothing, you know, eggshell emoji, egg, you know, egg people on Twitter coming for Mike Joy in the comments. And he has every right to defend himself on Twitter and to me on the broadcast as well, because you know, I mean these people are dead informed. So they're just not gonna see his Twitter response. They probably you know, I mean they probably don't know how to read, to be quite frank, so they should probably listen to him instead. Um and, I mean I understand commercials, but you know what? Here's the thing. We talked about it on our Daytona episode. If you if you really don't like the commercials, if you really have a problem, then pay for the NASCAR, you know, pay for your NASCAR subscription, watch the race along with your favorite driver, listen to the listen to the radio. Whatever. Do that instead, you know. And don't give Fox your viewership if you have that big of a problem with it. Like this is completely ridiculous. Like, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. I won't. I mean, I really don't have a problem with the, with the way he's handled it at all. Quite frankly, I mean, uh, the, these people that like these quote unquote fans or whatever they want to call themselves are completely like out of line for like coming after Mike Joy like this. And like, simply put, he is like the lead commentator. So I mean, a lot of these decisions and choices are not even his, and he takes the brunt of all of it. And he. Um, I don't think it's fair. So I think he, I think he's he's going to respond in the best way he sees fit. And I mean, I kind I'm here. I'm here for it. I really am. And maybe it's not the most professional look, but I mean, you know, here's the thing. I don't think NASCAR broadcasts have always been that professional. I think, I, I think that this the broadcasts are inherently non-professional, and in that like the way in which these comment, like the way in which commentators, like the good ones put themselves in the race it becomes less professional like you know i mean i mean how many times do we see dw or like dale jr like yelling through the mic and blowing our ears out on tv like i understand it's not professional in the same way like if you're gonna call it not professional it's different from my joy but like i mean this is not you know your sunday your sunday church service you know on tv this is you know good old boys and girls having at it in nascar you know what i mean i just I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, I understand your point if he can answer other ways, but this is the way to get his message to the masses. And um, I stand with Mike Joy for sure. In fact, I, I'm here for another one at it, you know, at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's going to be a hot button one because it's basically a super speedway race. And I, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm here for it. And I, I yield whatever time I have left if I have any to whatever Dan wants to rebut with. I mean, personally, like I said, I, I, I feel like I've made my argument. Um, I personally didn't agree with it when it was said, I, I did catch it live on, on the broadcast and I'm sure my, my eyes got really big. I, I wasn't looking in the mirror, so I don't know for sure, but um, I was probably caught off guard with that personally. And um, I mean, we, I don't think we would see any other sport have, a comment like that made um, directly to the, uh, I guess, upset or, or not so happy fan base. Um, and I, I think that's, that's something that we should look at and, and, and consider that whenever, you know, we're signing these $25 million race, you know, deals like, like Logan's commenting about. Um, but I, I think overall, it's not something that should be said during a live race broadcast. Yes, let's have those conversations. Absolutely, if, if fans aren't happy about something, let's have that conversation. Let's let's address the situation. Uh, but I don't think 
during a live broadcast that should be what's what's being discussed or, or talk, talked about um leave it for a, the, the correct time and place um let's be professionals like we want our broadcast to be yes i understand you know we've had dw in, in, in the broadcast booth i was never a fan of dw in the broadcast booth yeah boogity boogie boogie let's go okay i get it um but i, I personally was never a fan of him in the broadcast i didn't feel like he brought a lot to the broadcast except for he was a hype man okay but at the same time it's like we don't have that with football we don't have that with nba with mlb we don't necessarily need it with nascar um i and i understand like it's it's not a stick and ball sport so we can't really compare apples to apples um, but overall, I think any broadcast should be a professional broadcast and it shouldn't just be, oh, well go out there and, you know, give, give your opinions. Cause it's not, an it's not an opinion show. It's not, it's a broadcast. It's a professional production. Let's keep it professional. Justin, I think you're muted, bud. Cause I don't hear you. Yeah, that was. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It was you last week. It's me this week. That's that's how we we go back and forth. You, I gotta say, you just you just broke my heart, Dan. You, to to say that you you didn't enjoy DW, what what? <sighs> he just got annoying, what in my opinion. He just and, it became too much. Like he became too much of a character. And this is not. Oh my god! This is not a sitcom. It's not a sitcom, guys. It's a race broadcast. Let's talk about the racing. Let's talk about you know the on track performance. Let's not be, build characters. I don't. I don't like Mikey with with the pit road uh, walking like before the race. Like, uh, I can't do it. Look, I don't. I don't agree with with Fox making comic book characters out of every graphic, but I do agree with them adding DW to with them having DW on a broadcast. But, uh, anyways, uh, it was me that time. Zach broke my heart when he said hearing about hearing Dale Jr. scream. I love that stuff, man. At least he's got some oh, emotion. No, no, no. I love it, too. I'm here for it. I'm here for Dale. I'm also here for DW, just so you know, well, Justin. I'm what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is those are not – I don't think we deem those to be professional moments, but you know what it is? It's a broadcaster breaking the multiple broadcaster – being a fan, reacting like a fan. Mike Joy yeah. is being raw. He's being right. real. But, it's, but he's not real. None, none real. of what he said had anything to do with being a fan of the sport. It was just being petty and being unprofessional. I'm going to make what no, I believe is running real. on Scuff's history, and I'm giving this one to Zach. I agree. Let him, let him do it. I think it might be the first time I've ever voted for Zach. I knew whenever I oh. I, uh, I stated my opinion, this was going to be um, not a, an easy win for me. Um, and we let I, you go I, first. We, I, I know, I know, and that was a, that was a thing. But like overall, like I said, it we we would not have this conversation for any other sport because it's not something that would happen with any other sport, and it's not something that would happen with any other broadcast because those broadcasts are, are more of of a. Um, I don't want to say it's not professional because Mike Joy is a professional most of the time. I just, I feel like he's maybe a little stressed or, you know, aggravated with the comments and I get it. And frustration is a thing, but at the same time, you, you have to continue to be professional and do your job the way you are expected to do your job. Sorry. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I see the one, one comment we have, uh, Peyton, she said, uh, she loves Mike Joy, but she agrees with Dan. Um, Thank you, Peyton. Thank you. 
I'm going to say this. Um, I, I don't. I agree with Zach. And and I'll I'll tell you why, uh, Zach. You can you can take the one time I'll I'll probably ever agree with you. Um, <laughs> you. You get one a year. You get one a year, and you've already used it. But uh, no, uh, I will say this, Mike Joy, and I will agree, Dan, that I, I don't know if it was necessarily the right, you know, time and place. But as somebody who you know majors in broadcast communications and i have been there for you know i have helped film newscasts you know news packages things like that there's a lot that goes into a broadcast that the average viewer does not even see and they comment on twitter and facebook and other every other form of social media and they act like they know everything about it and the truth is they don't um the decisions that get made at the fox level uh, more, more than likely NASCAR has nothing to do with, uh, Mike joy certainly doesn't have anything to do with. Um, and, and a lot of times it's like, you know, when I watched the Daytona 500, were there times that I wish we would see more, more of the green flag racing? Absolutely. Um, but I also know that that decision does not get made, uh, at their level, and I think it's real quick for NASCAR fans to blame it on NASCAR, even on even on Fox. And you can say that it's you know, you know that it is Fox's fault, but that's just the way the business goes. And you know, you have to fit that in, uh, you know, because like it's kind of like Logan said in one of his comments, you got to pay for it somehow. And, you know, those advertisement times are how you do it. And I think uh, Mike Joy's comments were to the people who said, you know what, who who made comments that were just too harsh, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, it certainly was, uh, it was very entertaining. It was kind of like a, a, one of those, like, oh, my gosh, did he just really call everybody out on that? Uh I don't know if you guys uh, have been following Bob Pockers throughout the the week, but he did that on Twitter as well, uh, calling out some time and place. Some, you know what? Sometimes people need to be called out, and I will say this. For Mike Joy, he called them out when he knew everybody would be watching, and some of them were the people that – some of the people that were watching didn't say a thing about the – about the comments but he knew that more more than likely the people who did would be watching so he he did it there and uh i gotta agree with zach but nonetheless speaking of zach let's bring up our our Thanks. other zach uh, <laughs> i don't get a victory right. lap at all or anything like i don't get like 30 uh, seconds to like well, we gotta get the third person's gonna... opinion let's let's at least get see if i got any votes here <laughs> Okay. What were your thoughts here? So I agree with Dan and the fact that there's a time and place for everything. There is. I don't think it was professional to do it on air, but I also feel like Mike Joy is sick and tired of it as well and the comments. So I'm kind of with Zach on that side where it's like he absolutely should have said something, but also with Dan where he shouldn't have done it there. We're going to give you half a vote, Dan. You got yeah. I get him and Peyton. Know. Come on, I get not, I get two. I'm, yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure on that one. I'm kind of torn, but I do think Mike Joy is one of the best. You know, I'm gonna actually quote Hillbilly Dan and uh, say Mike Joy can die in that booth. 
And, and and like I said before, like my whenever Larry Mack had you know addressed it after the Daytona 500, and he and he said on the show, listen, this is decisions that's made by Fox up uh, you know and uh, up above us. It's not something that we make as a broadcast team. Um, and you know he addressed it correct time and place. And I, I feel like overall he handled that situation a little bit better and and just you know didn't didn't take it as a personal attack or offense. And I think that's what Mike's doing is, is he's taking it as like more of a personal attack. He's on Twitter. He could comment on Twitter and, and say the same thing and be like, Hey, you know, we're doing what we can guys. But I, I think Fox unfortunately does get a little bit more of a bad rep because they're the first ones to start the broadcast season. So, you know, we have two and a half months of no NASCAR. We come back to NASCAR and boom, we got Fox. And then we have all these commercials. So everybody kind of unfairly, hates on fox and the commercials because hey we've just went all this time with no no nascar now we're you know we're jonesing for nascar we got nascar back and now there's commercials i would say this one one comment i have uh in response to that is i don't know if it if mike joy takes it uh as personal necessarily for himself but mike joy he has worked with the fox production team for you know 22 yeah for 22 23 years now um and those production you know the the product you know the producer the director all the camera operators and the people that it takes to make that production work and go as smoothly as it does they don't get to have a voice they don't get to you know they don't really get to come back on twitter and say look this is just how our you know how our production goes um mike joy is a strong enough of a personality where he actually has that voice. And I think, I think you're right. I think he did take it personal, not for himself though, but because he's friends with the people that he works with in that production booth. And I think that's where he gets, you know, I think that's where he's gotten it personal uh, for that. They, people are trying to tarnish uh, their work in, in per se. Uh, That's completely speculative. I don't, you know, I don't know that, but if I had to guess, uh, that had something to do with it. I mean, it's like any company we work for. We don't want the company we work for getting a bad rep because then, you know, we're we're associated with with that company. We're attached to that company. So by default, you know, that's the rep we have. Um, I mean, that's just any nat- human nature, really. No. Anyways, uh, we're going to get into uh, our final segment. We're going to get into our race preview segment and get into our race picks. Uh, for Atlanta, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, super speedway racing on a mile and a half. It still doesn't seem right to say, but we're we're going to say it anyway. Uh, Mr. Zachary Bell, I'm. we're going to do this rapid fire here. Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Uh, since uh, you won our debate, you get to go first. Here are your picks for Atlanta. All right. Quickly, we're going to go Haley Deacon on the trucks. We're going to go, Yeah. Scoff at him, scoff at me, Dan. Uh, anyways, we're gonna go fast pasta, Anthony Alfredo in the Xfinity series, and to put the cherry on the uh, WTF cake, we're gonna go ahead and go with vengeance for Corey LaJoy in the Cup Series race. That's a interesting, interesting picks for sure. We'll go from one Zach to another Zach, our producer. Uh, what are your picks for uh, for right. Atlanta this week? Uh, I'm gonna go trucks. I'm gonna go Zane Smith, thinking uh, Justin Allgaier for Xfinity and Ryan Blaney for Cup. All right, three heavy hitters there, Mike. What say you for our uh, 
for our picks this week? I'm going with Grant Grant Enfinger in trucks, Justin Allgaier in Xfinity, and my he's gotta do it this weekend. Kevin Harvick at at Atlanta. Oh, uh, he's Mike's going to hold on to the Kevin Harvey. He's going to keep picking him until he's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dan, what say you? What are your picks for this weekend? Uh, I'm actually going to go with Ty Majeski in the truck series. Um, and you guys all left me with low hanging fruit. Austin Hill. How can you pick against Austin Hill at a super speedway? I mean, come on. Austin Hill and Xfinity. And for Cup, I'm actually going to go with Alex Bowman. Pretty good picks. Uh, I'm uh, for trucks. I'm going to go with uh, Ben Rhodes, and uh, for Xfinity, I'm actually not afraid to also take the low hanging fruit. I hope there's enough. Uh, I hope there's enough for both of us, Dan, because I'm also going with Austin Hill. Um, and for Cup, I'm gonna. You know what? Three Pete. Let's go for it, William Byron. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna shock the world. Get the three Pete. Um, Especially if Hendrick comes, Hendrick's going to come out swinging mad if if they get this penalty uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. So uh, tell us your picks down below, and uh, yeah, we'll get down uh, to the uh, closing segments here. We appreciate everybody for watching uh, our show. Uh, it was a fun episode. Uh, some some words were said, some some opinions were had, but that's that's what we like about our show here. Um, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, continue to comment. Uh, we love to see your comments uh, going throughout the week. Uh, be sure to check out our website uh, and all of our social medias. Um, we've got a lot of great content that we post. Um, and yeah, uh, audio versions of this podcast are available uh, anywhere you find your uh Pretty much anywhere you find your audio versions, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Samsung, Amazon Music, and more. So be sure to check those out. Um, Yeah, we're going to get some final remarks, uh, starting with uh, Mike. What say you for our final remarks, sir? Number four, back to victory lane in Atlanta. Race hail, praise Dale. Hillbilly Dan, what say you, our, our resident Florida man? Uh, as always, guys, it's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for, for spending some time with us. I know we're, we're not quite an hour and a half mark like we normally are, but, uh, uh, it's a little shorter show tonight, but we're okay with that and hope you guys enjoy this week. Have a great week at work. If you know, if you have to work, unfortunately, like the rest of us and, uh, let's have some good racing on the weekend guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Zach Williams, our other resident Florida man, what you say you for our final remarks? Uh, I think we had a real good episode tonight. Thanks for hanging out with us. Some good conversations, some good topics we talked about. Uh, look forward to a good week and another good episode next week after some good racing at Atlanta. Absolutely. And uh, our debate winner for the evening and my fellow dipstick, Mr. Zachary Bell, uh, would you like to hit us with uh, some final remarks and a signature sign-off? If you want to do your 30-second victory lap, you can go ahead and do that now. I, guess. I don't got a victory lap, but I'm coming for my co-host and producer. I love you guys. You guys are great at what you do, but you guys have stones the size of pebbles with your picks this week. I mean, this is incredibly weak sauce. I mean, like we get points. We get points for our picks. Though. I'm about to say, like it, it's it, you want to be right. You don't want to, you know. Oh, I took the long shot and won. No, you want to be right more often than not, Zach. That's the whole point of it. Right, but there are 36 races on the on the Cup schedule. 
And uh, I mean, I'm just saying, okay, I can take six weeks to to play the roulette board and you know spin the wheel, and if I land right, I'm going to come back and tell every single person that listens, watches, I told you so, and especially you four. You sitting here saying weak sauce though, and Kevin Harvick has the most wins of any active driver, save for Kurt Busch, who's still out with a concussion. But yeah, that is the weak sauce. That is what I'm talking about. I'm picking people with goose eggs for wins in the columns. These man, listen. He's picking Riley Hurst. I may be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you want you want to talk about having goose eggs. Let's go. Pick Riley Harps for your Xfinity driver, bud. Let me let, uh, let's hear listen. that, huh? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you over here listen. talking, oh, I'm picking goose eggs. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. If we're going to go to my Xfinity Super Speedway, Alfredo has been solid on Super Speedways before. Uh, I mean, he had a pretty decent qualifying run and effort at Daytona in that 78 car. It's not complete. My, my, my numbers are not completely like out, out in Timbuktu. They're just, you know, educated long shots. But uh, I mean, Listen, I don't drink this sunny D Coke or whatever. You know, I'm not starting like I'm not over here doing drugs uh, on the side over here. So like, it'll be a cold day in hell before I pick Riley Herbs for anything other than the toilet bowl award. I mean, do you know what team? Anyways, is even driving for this weekend? BJ McLeod. Yeah, yeah, like come, come on. What's your point? Anyway. SS Greenlight won a race last last season with Cole Custer. Bobby Dodder won a race with Cole Custer. Doesn't feel that far apart. Doesn't it feel was, that far apart to me, with based on their Cup a, Series history. It was a Stuart Haas car that was numbered for Bobby Dodder. I don't care. Anyway. You think Cole Custer is running an actual SS Greenlight car? Come on, come on, Zach. Anyways. That's it. It's a it's a super speedway race. Anyways, I'd like to thank my parents for their support and uh, commitment. You know, watching the show, let me watch NASCAR, all the fun stuff. You know, supporting my addiction and all that. And uh, to everybody who supported me along the way in this episode, you may have agreed with me in the past. You may have disagreed with me in the past. I really don't care. But you agreed with me tonight, and that that means the world to me. Thank you very much. As always, it's a it's a pleasure to have everybody here with us. Uh, it's a pleasure to to do a show with each of you, uh, uh, gentlemen. Uh, as much as we may disagree or agree at some at some points, it gets controversial, but that's the way we like it. Uh, thank you to all of our all of our watchers, all of our viewers. We appreciate your support as always. Um, again, be sure to tune in to all of our other content, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for watching Run Non Scuffs.